grab your bowls and spoons, kiddos. It is now time for the Peter Butter and Syrup Podcast with your host, Corey and Dahoo! All right, should we Rochambeau? Yes. Yes. And the camera's rolling. I can see the red light. So we have documentation of an yes. official. Roxanne. <laughs> you don't have to put on the one, two, three. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't I know thought for sure he was going to go with the rock. <laughs> well, because we were talking earlier, he'd only won two out of three when we started. It's four out of five now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah. All right. What, can, what kind of fucked up thing can I say this time? Hi, my name's Corey. That's about <laughs> as fucked up as it gets. Um, I don't know, golly, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Peanut butter and syrup where, the, <laughs> where you need birth control for anal. I can smell the smoke over here on the far side of the table. Well, I was going to do the one earlier was uh, welcome to peanut butter and syrup where all bird where there are no birds that are flightless. And welcome to the show. And that is my cousin Randall, and I'm Corey. I think you just get the intro. Which one? I did too. Are we going to do the flightless bird one? Is that the? I don't know. Should we run with it? <laughs> Start it from the top because that didn't go very well. All right. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll concede and let you take this one since um. Yeah, I'm not worth a shit at Rochambeau, but goddamn it, I can do an intro. That's all, that's all we're gonna say right there. So, welcome to Peanut Butter and Show. I'm Deroot and Peanut this, Butter and Show. Peanut Butter and Did I say Peanut Butter and Show? Someone, yeah. I, you forgot <laughs> to bring the syrup tonight. <laughs> Baby, I always bring the syrup. <laughs> We'll we'll go with that. <laughs> anyway, all right. So let's do this again. No, uh, we're keep going. No, so who are you no, guys? We're, we're just you're you're the syrup, and you forgot yourself. I'm all hung up on fractions. I don't even know <laughs> the what. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are trying to do an intro, but we are fucking up severely. But who cares? You're here to have a good time with us. Yes. I am. My name is Corey, and uh, it's my lovely cousin. I'm Deroot, and this is the Peanut Butter and Show, where uh, said, peanut butter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what a stroke looks like. It runs in the family. <laughs> I think my water's been tainted. Somebody stuck my water on their tank. He's, he's just a man who likes to ride. Pregnant pink All right, elephants. let's try this for a third time. This is the peanut butter and syrup show where there are no flightless birds. That's what we were shooting for, but hopefully the first three fuck-ups were fairly entertaining. I, I hope so. You know Corey's entertained. You know what's funny is like, you guys are drinking beer and I'm drinking water, and I seem to be the most fucked-up person here. Oh, we, we already knew you were fucked up. Should, at this you, point, should we, do we have a topic at this point? Do we need a topic? Do we just need to free ball? I mean, free will this? Wait, hold on. Hang on. It's like easy. Freestyle. We could freestyle a little bit. Oh, I mean, man. I had a topic. I, I got out. run off. Just so you know, I got run off from 8 Mile. <laughs> My freestyle game is not good. What, did they uh, get you in a car and drive you to the end of the road and just say, please, uh, just yeah. keep walking that We already way. have one white guy, and he's actually pretty good. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I did see a meme uh, with the, uh, oh, what's his name that was in 8 Mile? The, the, Eminem. The, the, the guy um, who, was, who was battling. I didn't realize he was uh, in the Avengers. He was like, yeah, he got beat by Eminem, so he went to school and he went to the Air Force and he became uh, Falcon in uh, the Avengers. Anyway. Alex, I'm going to take shit nobody gives a <laughs> fuck about for $7.33. <laughs> All right. All right, Brian, give us a topic before we say something stupid. Well, because y'all had trouble getting your anything together. I don't even know if you're ready for a, a normal topic. I think I got screwed up because for lunch I had peanut butter and jelly, not peanut butter and syrup. And that's yeah. why I was dropping. And we even got a comment. Somebody was like, what the fuck is this person doing? You just had peanut butter and jelly in a bowl. That's how we roll, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. You can't keep up with this shit. Glass that of person, milk. Person had no idea what was going on. He was freebasing it right out of a glass pipe. 
I will do. I mean, I do <laughs> genuinely still eat peanut butter and syrup as a thing. I'll I'll uh I'll be sure to take a picture and post that because the bad part is the syrup's clear, so it's kind of it doesn't like, really is show. it there? Is it not there? So I've kind of got a keto version of it, but it's not quite Shut the up. same. Oh, uh, here we go again. <laughs> so our topic so for Alex, this and, and Alex, I have some supplements for sale. If any of you guys want to go to my website, so Alex, I will take shit nobody gives a fuck about for nine dollars and thirty three cents. Wow, we're really up in it for two dollars at a bit, right? Oh yeah. So okay, before we're you gonna to go with, this out. yeah, because I picked out a topic, <laughs> okay. not knowing you guys are gonna fuck up this bad, but I wanted to talk about the American dream a little bit. Oh, I, I got a dream. Wait, as in I have a dream? <laughs> the American dream, not oh, okay. just your dream, like the collective countries, the nation, the, the corporatized um, brainwashing concept, or if just... that's your preferred dream. That's not mine. Uh, well, just, we can talk about the corporatized. Just, I mean, the consumerism. Yeah. We can talk about the dream breeder. that society is, has kind of convinced us that's our dream. God. Yeah, that's not mine. <laughs> I've never I've never fallen into that. No. Well, I mean, I mean okay, you don't so. even have a fence, much less something that you could paint white. So. Because that's part of the traditional American dream, right? Is my the white picket fence. The white picket fence. And yeah. The little my wife shop. and one the 2.5 kids or something. Yeah. Like, were they really <laughs> wanting you to have a kid with birth defects? Is that what the 2.5 was about? I thought that was a little fucked up in class. And they're like, so the average American buys a house, gets married, and has 2.5 kids. I was like. Is he all torso? Where's like, the other? Does the other half come later? Because honestly, if you're breaking down a kid, if he's a head and a torso and got two arms, he's technically like two point seven. You're assuming that it's the top half. Ooh, yeah. Because there are two halves <laughs> to one whole. But yeah, but well, do, do you, legs you constitute least, a half? You should at least have a brain to function. So it's got to be part of the top half. Well, hell, you get around without one. I keep one. <laughs> I got one home in a jar. Abby, normal. <laughs> Little movie reference for the old oh, geezers yeah. in the crowd. You guys are clearly hey. dating yourself, even though I have that on DVD and Blu-ray. I have. I keep Astroglide <laughs> in my. VHS? I, I do. <laughs> I keep Astroglide in my pocket in case I have to date myself. <laughs> so, and when we talk about jelly, it's not KY jelly either. Oh, no, God. peanut butter. And Welch KY is great, jelly. baby. Welch is great. <laughs> That's right. I'm giving them a free plug to our 117 listeners. So, so what is the definition of the American dream that okay, we, are, we so, are kind of brought? We are, are we are being told over and over. Okay, so again, going back to like school and things like that, as we were kids, I think we were sold this concept of you go to school, um, you get out, you get married, you have your the average family, you know, again, we're joking about the 2.5 kids. Obviously, that it, there's some math involved to come up with that. <laughs> is that pre-Common Core math? Yeah, or? actually, that is pre-Common Core. That's okay. kind of ironic and now good, that you think about it. And we don't know how to do fractions around here, so. But it's funny. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's. Okay, Mr. One-Third. <laughs> I'm about to knock him down to one six. <laughs> Even if I can't get the name of the show right. <laughs> so I think a lot of it is a bit of brainwashing and peer pressure, honestly. When you Definitely think about it, it's it's gotta pressure. be it's gotta be almost I don't want to say the ultimate level of peer pressure. Is it like but the keeping up the Joneses concept. It, but it kinda is yeah. It, it well it breeds that. That's a, that's your first in that's your indoctrination to the idea of keeping up with the Joneses. Well, who the fuck are the Joneses? Well, the Joneses are the family that live down the street that have two kids. I've seen the devil and Mrs. Jones. They have two. But it's not the same thing. They have two car payments. They have two mortgages because they have a second, and and they watch football on Sunday and all that stuff. And this seems very familiar to one of our previous podcasts where we talk about uh, talked about that kind of thing. And I know we touched on this in a previous podcast, and I can't. Right off the top of my head, remember. I mean, he's gonna listen to all of them and then come out and comment and tell us which one. But it we was. we get into that in yeah. that, and we talk about the concept of the American dream then. But I, I feel like that's uh, it's to pigeonhole people. Yeah. Well. Yeah, in a way. I mean, you talk about 
there so we want to talk about strongest look of confusion i have ever seen like he had i was a, about to go in a direction and i decided not to like he had a million thoughts running through his like, head and he's like nope just need one just need one don't just need pick all the these. one i just, think i think he realized it was recording yes <laughs> but thing, we can we can talk about yeah i well i try not to we can talk about Everybody, you just said you want to pigeonhole people. We can pigeonhole everybody into, and I'm using air quotes, the middle class, even though there's, well, the work there bees. really is no such thing as a middle class. There's 1% of people that are unbelievably wealthy that have, they create the jobs for the 99% of us for the most part. That's the really, concept. Yeah, That's the I idea. Mean, it's not truly those numbers no. aren't aren't right there because well and neither is the position of the 1%. Yeah. But that concept that the greater majority is pigeonholed into being worker bees and worker bees can still be people in managerial positions that are just worker bees taking orders from somebody above them, which I think is why the corporate structure... Yeah, even most managers, until you get into vice presidents and stuff like that, you're still talking You're taking orders, class. yeah. Yeah, and, and that's and that's definitely... I mean, because we do... It's funny, because you were talking about, it, you know, before in music, that metal has so many sub-genres. So does middle class. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like totally. lower, middle, mid-middle, upper... Holy fuck, that's still middle class, but you make a lot of money. Yeah. God damn. Really? Like you're still not in the 1%? Because that's hey, a lot of you money. You make a fuck ton of money, oh, but yet oh, you're fuck. still. You're, you're the tax evasion middle class. Yeah. Oh. They're They're easy, and that's man. where they break us up you know? into those brackets. No secrets on here still. <laughs> you're rich. By the way, I do. I mean, fuck, fuck the IRS. <laughs> I think everybody that shares not that a, opinion. Are you talking about uh, U2's record label IRS, or are you talking about the internal? That's a different episode. Okay. International Robin Steele. Because <laughs> that's pretty much. Yeah. Well, well that's I, all they do. I'll rape your shit. That's, that's the other one. That. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, like talking about the American dream, I guess the concept is always that leaving the beaver kind of scenario. I mean, that where it kind of came from, I guess, where everybody had the same lifestyle even though the american dream promotes individuality you still are doing the same thing everything's everybody else is. a cookie cutter well, yeah. funny is so you're not you're not individuals in that way because you all have the same dream and i, I don't know I, the concept of leave it to beaver was sold to you by people that sponsored the television show because one people were interested in the show two they thought they could promote their product and the idea is to promote consumerism Think about this. All television is free, just about other than you're paying for like direct TV or cable. You're paying yeah. for an access. But in the old days, it used to be free. It was airwaves. You put up an antenna, you got a TV, and it was free, other than the device to watch it on. Advertisers are what brings it to you. Well, what's the what's the reason that advertisers are bringing you a TV show? Because they want you to buy their product. So, I mean, the whole concept is selling you on consumerism. And it's a huge thing. And I, we joke about, um, you know, our economy sometimes, some friends of mine and I do. And I, and I go, we don't really produce anything other than carpet because we have tons of carpet mills in the U.S. Yeah. Kids well, and, we produce consumers. Con, kids, consumers, and debt in carpet. That's it. Most of our economies run on debt, credit card, mortgages, oh, yeah. things like that. Well, if consumers, it's like when things crashed in 2008, well, people quit buying stuff. Well, the ripple effect was a shitstorm. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the biggest impacts is people quit buying things, and then all of a sudden they're saving money. And I remember reading an article that they said that savings were personal savings were at the highest point they had been in 25 years. Well, that's because people are like, I need to hang on to money. Yeah, because they got scared. But now, now, I mean, and I track because we are. In 2012, I was sitting around having a conversation with a friend of mine's mortgage broker, Beth, and a couple other people, and I predicted the next bubble. And I didn't predict when, I predicted markers. And we've hit almost all of those markers for the next. Um, real estate market crash. And I feel like my gut is, is this one's going to be much more devastating. 
and in, in a pretty bad. It's going to make the last one look like a bad weekend. So that it's funny because I watch credit card debt as an indicator, and default rates are what you really want to look at. But credit card debt in the first quarter of this year triple. Mm. But what's funny is is buyer confidence is based on spending. <laughs> Well, we're confident in spending money, so buyer confidence is up. Well, it all goes back to that concept of the American dream. And like you brought up, you know, you said keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses is still built around that concept of the American dream. It's not about, hey, go out and explore your possibilities and your capabilities and have a good time and just maybe not get married, maybe not have a kid. Maybe get married, don't have a kid. Maybe, you know, don't have a car. I mean, we bust balls about millennials not having oh, cars. Well, I mean, when I was about, I mean. They have cars, they just don't have street shifts. Street? What are you trying to, I don't even know. <laughs> you're so old, I don't even know what that term is. <laughs> no, actually, y'all have scooters now. I see them all over the. Yeah, all I, do the I never understood the concept of straight shift because it's not straight. It is multi. Oh, yeah, but he's dated himself. Somehow. Again. <laughs> but, I love talking no. about masturbation terms. <laughs> but no, and I think, you know, you're not totally wrong because before my my current job working at a higher education institution, I recorded a lot of public speakers. I covered a lot of politics. And one thing that I repeatedly covered was a lot of people talking about the economy, both local and global economy. This was five years ago I was recording these people saying we were overdue for an economic crash. And these guys are talking about people need to start preparing for it. They didn't say how. And this was after the last real estate bubble. Yeah. This was five years ago. People are saying we're we're overdue five years ago. It should have already happened. It has not happened yet. Part of what saves the economy. There's too many variables. And there's tons of variables because these guys are not talking about the economy in Georgia. These guys are talking about the global economy. These are such big picture things that you cannot predict it because every day some event could happen that could shift it. But they're running on the general premise, and this is what I kind of tell people, and we talked about it when we were talking about the concept of so you think you're an adult. And I said nobody's an adult because if everybody was an adult in the in the kind of my predetermined concept of what an adult is, is they're very capable, very smart, and all that. Every city, county, state, every government office, they're all in the hole. They're all operating in the red. The whole United States, the whole world is operating in debt. That is not sustainable. So I'm sure no. that's what these people that Yeah, you, and that's what that's those are a lot of the topics they say. And it gets about. worse and worse and worse. And what's happening is taxation's going up to try to counter it, but even as taxes go up, more so on the local level than it is in the federal level. Yeah. The the net result's not improvement. No, not at all. Washington, like Seattle, Seattle keeps implementing these new taxes to try to deal with the homelessness. But it doesn't get better. They implement a new tax. It doesn't get better. And, I mean, to the point now where their taxation in Seattle is ridiculous. Yeah, and everybody starts moving because they just they just can't take it anymore. Well, for business owners, they've, they're taxing business owners as employers, at a, and they just have this employer tax now that they've implemented, and it's supposed to go toward curing homelessness. Well, it hadn't done shit for it because that's not where the money ends up going. It ends up being misappropriated for something else. There was, I was hearing something the other day, I can't remember, so I, I'm probably not going to get it all correct, but they were talking about San Francisco having more millionaires per capita. That's not where I thought you were going. No. It, it, you it, it, you it, said it, he was going to talk about mayonnaise populations <laughs> no. in San Francisco. It's, it's going along with what you're saying. They were talking about how San Francisco's gotten so you know, very tr- tr- affluent. Tr- well, they're trying to they have all this money, and they still haven't figured out how to fix things. Anything. So how do you, how do you, if you got all this money and still can't fix things, so how do you expect to make the rest of the country follow in your footsteps? Well, and not even that, they can't stop people from shitting on the sidewalk. Right. That's where I thought you were going with this. No, like no, they, no. San Francisco apparently now has a huge <sighs> problem with grown. Who People was it? Someone, shitting on the sidewalk. Someone, now someone, they they have a patrol 
They have developed. San Francisco has a shit there patrol. There was some comedian talking about that the other day. said, if I'd known that was going to be a lucrative business, I wouldn't have quit working in the stables when I was a kid. Right. <laughs> but who would think in a major, in a town that promotes themselves as this uppity, elite. It's very forward town. You know, higher thinking, super evolved. And it makes me think of, you remember when South Park did the Prius episode and everybody moved to San Francisco and sniffed their own farts? Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think of that because now here they are. They don't have to sniff their own farts. All they got to do is walk outside and see the fresh pile of steaming shit that their neighbor left on the sidewalk for them. So getting back to the American dream, obviously what we were sold at one time is not there, but is there a new? I don't think it was. Is, is there America? Is there is there an American dream for our oh, yeah, day I and think age? There's a new American dream. And I'm not I'm not trying to be preachy on my generation, but I believe <laughs> well, that here it goes. <laughs> but you bitches not, better listen. Because you know, I'm not tall enough, so I'm gonna get on my soapbox a little bit. So what he's gonna do is he's gonna tell me and then I'm gonna preach to you because I'm older and taller and dumb. Basically, it I was, it you said it what I was better come say. from crotchety old men. Uh, everything's <laughs> funny from crotchy old men. But how about I think itchy my, crotch old men? There's an ointment for that. Um I enjoy the scratching. It's the only action I get all week. <laughs> Although, I'll have to admit, I have mashed a nut one time trying to scratch feverishly, and it was the equivalent of being kicked in the balls. So that's something you ladies don't have to worry about. You don't have to scratch. And a nut is a hard thing to scratch. It, it's, it is the most peculiar. Should we just stop there? <laughs> It sounds, that sounds like a bumper sticker. A nut is a hard thing to scratch. There's your, your T-shirt for assholes idea. It's shirts for assholes, not T-shirts for assholes. We might do polos one day. <laughs> I'm surprised Polio. you haven't. Okay, so Brian had the floor. Uh, well, I was standing on my box. Technically the table. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but I was going to say that I think my generation has reacted to this change in the American dream and how it's kind of, it, I wouldn't say it's lost, but we're losing our, our grasp on it. I think they're rebelling it. to a certain point. I think maybe, I, think we I don't are. know that it's a formalized rebellion as no, much as it is. No, we're definitely not organized because I didn't go to any meetings. <laughs> no, but I don't, okay, when I say formalized, I don't know that they're making a conscious decision to no, rebel against it's it. It's totally it's just subconscious. A, it's just a kind of a, eh. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I but do. You see the articles when you talk about how millennials are ruining things. We're not consciously doing that. We're just reacting to our environment. You know, we we don't make enough money. We're gonna quit eating out. So what if the restaurant industry? I was gonna make a bad lesbian joke, but I won't now. There's there no are... such. That's like saying you're gonna make a bad lesbian porn. That if I was in the porn, it would be a bad lesbian porn. Okay, so. But you're not a lesbian, so that's yeah. That's the that doesn't work. Did you just assume? Did you just assume I wasn't a lesbian? <laughs> I didn't assume shit. You got a penis. You can't technically be a lesbian. I haven't seen it, but I guarantee you, I could tell. I could call your mom right now, and she'd send me pictures from when you were a baby and you had one. And I know as cheap as you are, you haven't paid to cut it off. You're that vain. So, and not. No pun intended when I said vain, because the vein in Maine, Spain, rain on the plane. The American dream is to have a penis. Um, what? Well, okay. So there's a there's an interesting point. How much of the American dream is built on penis envy? Honestly, I think our country's our country's built on that. But of course, the bigger the missile, the that's why we invented the missile. To lower right? the blood pressure. Wasn't there, wasn't there a Spinal Tap song about that? It was about cushions. And, oh, that's and, right. The and rear I don't want a penis big enough that you pass out in attempting to make it erect. I don't need. That's like doing two women at the same time. I'm going to stick with disappointing them one at a time. I, I already, don't need. I already told you. Once you're done, they got somebody to talk to, and you know, you don't have to talk worry to about each other. That. Yeah, yeah. They can go pass recipes around or something. Anyway. Didn't Brent and Brian have have a point? <laughs> well, he was saying that his he feels like his generation is reacting to their environment in such a way that it's causing a disorganized or unintentional re rebellion, but not on their side. It's being perceived as a rebellion. Yeah, because they're not buying. And when I and I love this part of 
of that. They're not buying into the consumerism bullshit, but they are. This is what's funny. Uh, we uh, are totally consumers, but we have completely thrown out brand loyalty. Bullshit. So older bullshit. Well, well phones and technology bullshit. probably. A no, bit. no. Okay, this is what's funny. Like a. And I'm using the term millennial. Let's say millennials yeah. are are just, for some reason, don't like Taco Bell, which is not true because it's cheap. <laughs> everybody loves Taco Bell. Because <laughs> everybody loves that. it because it's cheap. But I just want to pick it because it helps me make a point. Yeah. I see that same group that is complaining about how much food costs, how much this costs, how much that costs, blowing tons of money on vaping. And craft oh, yeah. beer and bullshit like that. Beer's on the food pyramid. Let's No, I'm just saying, but you have to admit that same crowd. Oh no, I totally agree. you will see you will see we these shifted our focus from one thing to so the they, other. But they but they're like like okay, PBR. How many hipster douchebag people do you see that well I'm not gonna buy into brand loyalty shit? But you'll buy you'll buy buy into it for PBR just because it seems to be cheaper. Yeah. Well, and those are the same people. I love to remind people that Ray Bans are not an American sunglass; that they're owned by an Italian company. They're like, I only buy American. Blah blah blah. And it's like that's cool, but when you look at the inside of the sun, it says made in Italy. It's and it really says, neat to say that until you learn to read. Yeah. Then it really <laughs> it bites you in the ass. Yeah, that's like saying I shop at Walmart because they only make American but stuff. There that are, ended there in are the 80s. A couple people, there are a, f- a small population that when they say those things, they actually have it together enough to, to no. back it up. But that's such only a tiny on, population. On a certain level, they do. Yeah. Guarantee you they have a pet and they're loyal to a pet food brand or they have oh yeah they they are brand loyal on something. Well, you get like by God, dude, I'm brand loyal on Charmin. Well, that's a good toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you right now, if I come in your house, I will judge you based on the type of toilet paper you have. Because if you have cheap, single-ply toilet paper, you are a, no pun intended, shitty person. (laughs) You are a shitty person. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't get clean when you wipe, even though that is the net effect. It just means that you're a shitty person. You mean you don't like John Wayne paper? Rough and tough and doesn't take shit off anybody? No, I don't take, (laughs) I don't like... But that's the that's kind of the irony is that that millennials are getting credited for something that's they're doing and it's a good thing. They're reacting to a market and that's why free so that's why I love um free market. Yeah. It a lot of our free markets are not free markets anymore. They're government regulated, there's some sort of side force that's being manipulated inside of them but like restaurants toys for us toys for us gone why because millennials and other people started buying online i thought toys are executives screwed the company by uh... well there's several factors <laughs> there's a lot of factors that happen there's not but a major factor was the convenience of online we we shop from our couch. Yeah, but is that and I'm okay, and I'm yeah, about to be forty eight next week. I would much rather shop on my phone or my laptop than I would to go somewhere and buy something because Well I can get what I want and I'll be there if I don't now, need it today. If it's music or if it's a tool or something like that that I really just I enjoy yeah. the act of going to get it, that's different. But even then, I get with tools. I'll research it online. I'll know what I want, and then I just I I'll order it from Amazon. I'll get it on eBay. I'll get it wherever I can find that specific model number for the best deal. And that that is affecting our free market. Well, that's the way a free market's supposed to work. If you're in a, I mean, it's the same thing with our podcast. Let's say we built up a following. And then all of a sudden, we decided to get stupid political, or we get off, you know. One day, one of us, for some reason, becomes getting funny. Well, there's that would no danger. There is no danger of Corey becoming funny. Zero. That's a, almost as much as him becoming pregnant. Audience of one. Yes. Over there. I'm pregnant with a baby elephant. You want to see his trunk? 
that 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 has got to be a tiny baby elephant because his trunk is so small. <laughs> Brian's looking for where that fart came from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they only come from one place, buddy. Did our new mics pick that up? It did. It did. It was, and I was trying to just kind of like string it along. We're we're testing out new equipment. <laughs> so, anyway, it's it's cool to see some negative things happen to the free market that should happen. But like I said, if for some reason that we change our formula, say we became successful with a podcast and then later on we change our formula or there's something about it that a new generation is just not into and, and and then we just lose it. That's us to react and respond. Correct. I think that's the issue that we have is, that the consumers are reacting to the market when in the historically the market should be so reacting I, to the I consumers. Kind of similar but different tangent. I was just thinking, so we're, we're harping on millennials or whatever because we're old and crotchety and doing that. But our generation is the one with the technology boom in the 90s that created this new market. So not trying to place blame on anybody else, but... Or take credit, either way. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because you guys did create that market, but it's also interesting that my generation's more present in the workforce than the market that you guys created. But were we, our generation, kind of subconsciously rebelling against our parents' idea of the American dream by creating this new economy? No, I don't think that was an act of thought. I mean, Necessarily, I think it was because I I don't know if our generation really had the same white picket fence. I mean, we always heard that, but I never thought of like that's my American dream. Dude, okay, picket. when I was when I got out of the army, what I wanted to do was I've always been into cars, always been into cars. You know that, and I wanted to build a a cool shop with a cool apartment above it, and that's it. I didn't want the two story house and three kids and all that. I didn't want to get married i didn't want to have a kid and again as we went over in a previous podcast it didn't work out that way and i'm very happy with the direction that it went and i'm very happy with the way it worked out and i got my shop but it's separate from my house and i'm cool with how it all worked out (laughs) and and it's like i guarantee it seems like you know just seeing your shop it I think you you achieved that. Like you got the shop that you wanted. I think no doubt. No, it's not the one I want. The well, one I want is like ten thousand square feet. But we're getting there. Well, okay. So but he's that, at, he's at one thousand square feet. But. Right, but that's the thing is, is I wasn't actively rebelling against. I mean, my mom was very hippie ish, and I hate to, and it because she wasn't full blown hippie. Is, no, but she's definitely but, a lot more open minded. Right. She was not big establishment and stuff like that. The thing that I hate about that I hate now is we've we've indoctrinated so many people that think, one, that taxation should be, that's what a polite society does. Yeah. And it's not. It's, we're being raped. And then the other is, is you should go out and do all these things to support taxation, spending, because the more we all spend, the more money the government can get, and then they can... And that keeps the wheels well, going. Well, that's the the concept of a lot of people. Lately, I see a lot more bumper stickers saying, I support my local economy. That is important. Yep. That's not it exclusively, but that is a really good starting point. And that's I, an important starting point. And I love the concept of that because we go to the the Little Mexican place here, and I, I, it's not little. It's a chain, but the, the guy owns a couple of franchises. But you're supporting that him. guy you're right. not supporting the chain you're supporting the i'm guy supporting him it. and because i like him and i know they want to do a good job the servers are good things like that it's the same with like the little um the drug dealer down the street i'm no he's on my hit list <laughs> fuck meth heads man if i ever get a free pack like if the purge becomes a thing west georgia is going to get a, a good cleansing but but like the record store that's in Carrollton that I, I, I've i only been in a few times now, but I, I want to go back. I enjoy going in, and I keep trying to get my list organized to be better prepared when I go in. But I like those little shops, and we try – Beth and I have tried to do a better job, and she's constantly <laughs> – it's funny, you know, with the diet and all that stuff, she won't eat do- donuts. But she is constantly promoting Sprinkles, the donut place, because she 
she wants to see him survive. She wants to see him do well and make people fat. <laughs> <laughs> but she supports. Is, is she their... trying to sell her own supplements? <laughs> I think she's living vicariously. Like, man, if all these fat people are walking around eating donuts, I don't need to. Yeah. Well, then she's happy for their. <laughs> but I do. I, I I always. I've always been weird. I never really wanted to be like everybody else. I mean, that's why now I have long hair and a beard because I don't want to look like every other fucking white dude walking around with short hair and a beard looking at two of you motherfuckers right now. Well, but- no, I mean, working, working the engineering field, I see it every day and it, none of the people are bad people. It's just, they have very cookie cutter lives. They're all married with kids working their nine to five ish. Or that's the old American dream. They need to get on the new American. But they don't, they're not, they're not programmed for that one. Because they're not ready for it. It's like in in the sports and in the stuff. And so I have nothing really in common to talk about except for maybe superhero movies. And that's the only thing we can relate to. That's a universal topic like, as movies. What, what, one of our IT guy actually, we're kind of connect on music, and he brought one of his guitars in. And you could see everybody, like, here me and him was actually bonding over something about talking about these Chinese-made and Les Pauls. And you could see everybody else was just kind of watching us, this conversation. And because kind of, it was awe, so foreign to them. Yeah, and they're like, and they're trying to be a part of the conversation. But you you were speaking a different language. But, it, but you know, I, I, I joined in, and like, they started looking up guitars online, and I started kind of like, Push, you know, helping them, you know, figure it out. But it was, it was such a weird moment because you're like, I can't, I can't engage into y'all's lives. I just can't put myself into talking about sports. But what's stuff. interesting is, is we all go through the same programming. You went, all right, so you went to a Christian school for a while, and then you ended up in public school. And in public school, I'm 100, and that's why I did such a. I mean, I was very, oh, those very big. Night and day. <laughs> when, well, I was big when Sydney was in school. Question everything. That that place is to program you. They're not there to teach you hardly anything. It's all about programming, testing to make sure that the schools are meeting standards. T- teachers are doing the thing. I mean, what that's what we push now is testing. We're not we're in, not in the teaching business anymore. We're in no. the testing business. And evaluating in the testing evaluates well, everything's the an assessment. Well, see, I mean, right. is even working in an institution. I, I will say, yeah, when you bring up my my background, that now I do question everything, and then that's a whole different conversation about that. But the one thing about the going to the private school that I did appreciate is that I worked on when you work through a class. Like I had ten life packs, and once I got through ten, I went to the next grade. And I think that skilled in me, like, here's your job, get it, it done. created and, work ethic. And MOOC and next one. Once I went to uh, public school, it was like, well. It was calendar-based. Yeah, you you all you there from 8 to 3 o'clock or whatever it is, and you are done when everybody else is done. Okay, well, let's but look at it from. It, it was so bizarre because I could have graduated high school at 15 because I was just flying through those schools. Well, the same way, Sydney. Sydney did her junior year in class and her senior year online and graduated when she was technically a junior. Oh, but that makes it hard for me and maybe hard for her in the future. It makes it hard for me to work a nine to five because I'm like, give me a job, let me get it done. And that's why I'm a self starter. Yes. Because you you're learn achie- to but be a self starter. But I feel like I'm an anomaly. You're an achievement based person. You're not a, a and as it, I call them, clock riders. And it yeah. makes it hard. I mean, clock it, it, riders are clock riders, and they're programmed to to hang out for eight hours. Well, and that's check. the thing that I never, I never experienced that until recently because I didn't know that existed. I always worked in, or I've always my life experience has always been around accomplishing, task oriented, hitting your goal, hitting your deadline. Well, I was going to say that I was going to achievements s- and stuff like that, and so based my, off the previous podcast goals. Yeah, and so my my current work environment, I've never met people eight to five. Nope. Anything outside of eight to five, not my fucking problem. But I take my job home with me every day. I finish whatever I started. I cannot finish the day until I finish my job or finish my goal. And it's just of deadlines. Yeah, cause deadlines are personal goals. Even if my my boss doesn't care, he doesn't even set deadlines for me. It's all my personal. I want to finish this so I can move on to the next thing. I can't. Well, keep and there's going. some pride. That's so. I always say the most dangerous thing that a person can be lacking is pride, and what drives you is pride in the work that you're doing. 
Yeah. And that's why good, you... But it, it makes it hard when you have no pride in your day job. Because I know I get to a point now, it's like, it's 5.30, it's time to go. Because I have something else I need to be doing that's more productive. So I may not have pride anymore in my I don't know if that's what department that I work in, but my my I'm proud of my personal accomplishments. Yeah, so. but you're still, I mean, you're not lacking pride. You're trying, you're trying to survive. I do my job. You're trying to survive in an hourly-based environment the best you can and cope with it and still get your other stuff done. So what you've realized recently is, is I don't want to stay late because I have other things I'm working on, whether it's stuff for the podcast or it's writing music or whatever it is, you have these other things that you're, so you have pride, but you're compartmentalizing. Yes. And you know that there's zero reason for you to stay after work. With me, I go out and I have my list of stuff I'm trying to get done that day. And if I get done, then cool, I get off early. Or And that's why, like, today I texted you guys and or messaged you, and I was like, yeah, I hadn't even eaten lunch yet. And you were like, man, that's kind of late. Yeah. Well, it's because I had meetings. And, yeah, I could have technically stopped, and I'm the boss. Oh, yeah. I could have stopped and had lunch. But my goal was is get everything wrapped up, get my ass back to the house. And I don't really – if I got really hungry, I'd stop. But I wasn't, and I don't care. And that's why, like I said, I feel like a lot of the stuff that we go through in school it, is programming you, yeah. to become a worker bee, to <laughs> to fall in the in you know, when we talked about this in a previous podcast is and I say it in an ironic way, is the cool thing about America is you get to build your own captivity. We can, you yeah. build your own prison. Well the schools were started as a way to do that to get People acclimated to be good worker bees and just it's well, a unif- it, it prepares you for the what, workforce. What was his name? It was uh, J.P. Morgan. He was one of the founders of our school system. Was, well, people, he was also one people, of the founders of the Federal Reserve yeah. and well, the just, IRS. It was to get people educated enough just to work in a job, but not educated enough to leave that job. Mm-hmm. And Which in that concepts changed because the older generations, you had a job for life. Yeah. And then the following generation, maybe you had two careers, well, that's when, but it was one job per but career. But it's still, it's still a thing. It's just different now because the people who are creative and free thinkers have a lot more flexibility because of the current market. And they can move around and jump and, and change jobs completely. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe that was kind of like we were talking about the retirement episode, you know, and that generation – Maybe that's what that pointed, whole... He, for the record, he pointed at me <laughs> well, I, while what? saying that generation. <laughs> no, I was talking about the, the older generation who had a job for life, who retired with a pension. Yeah. The American dream was part of that concept. The like white post-World War II. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, the idea of an American dream, quote-unquote, became part of, you were this job, you have, you have this house... You were successful because you were able to keep a job and have a house, have kids, and you got another generation and grow old and see Right, them. and that was a measured level of success. Yeah. So is that what the American dream is, a way to measure success? No, I, I don't feel, think it's measurable anymore. I don't even think it was ever meant to be a measure. It was meant to control you. That's all it was for. It was a designed thing to, to – all right, so our previous podcast was about goals. I think it was – to ingrain the concept of these are your fundamental goals as an individual and this is how you become successful, as you mentioned just a second ago, in a measurable way that as you get older that you can feel good and die. <laughs> that's that's really what it boils down to. Who gives a shit? Why do I need to punch a clock from 9 to 5? I haven't punched a clock in almost 20 years. But there are times I'm on a job till I've been on jobs where people are trying to move into a house and I've been there at midnight trying to wrap up tile or do something. And we thought we were going to get done early that day. Well, it didn't work out that way. But our goal was is they're moving in tomorrow. I am 100% convinced that the idea of the American dream was so you would build your own containment through debt, through obligations, through things like that. And that's all it was for. Why is it that every single person is supposed to do the exact same thing? Why would you teach that if it's not 
a programming system. It is, and I think society still tries to program what I'm only tonight have started calling a more traditional or the old American dream because people seem a little bit less cookie cutter, even though it ironically we copy each other constantly and we use Facebook to say, instead of looking down the street and saying the Joneses are right there, they just got two cars. The Joneses are on Facebook now. So now they're posting God about their two Joneses, cars. Man, they're fuckers. Well, Cause when I had to join Facebook, cause the Joneses were on Facebook, I'm sure there was somebody in my high school with the last name Jones. <laughs> um, it's ironic that you're blaming them and you don't even know who they are. Yeah, never they could met be them because nice they're on Facebook. They'd seem nice they might, enough. They might smoke weed and watch Cheeky Chong movies while you know. Well, right. It, I hope they do Again, those are great movies. <laughs> and I think we said it earlier. It was is the American dream is the ultimate peer pressure. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because Well, all your friends are doing this. Yeah. If you're when not you doing that, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you doing it? And then you know what's funny is... You see the hipsters. The hipsters are, well, we're not doing that. Bullshit. You're a couple. There's a husband, a wife. You have a kid in a stroller. You're coming back from a pizza place, and you're going home, and you both work. How are you not? So what you have tattoos? So what you have a Because <laughs> they bun. find, they, they think they have... <laughs> They so, think they have these little ways of rebelling, but those aren't rebelling when you're doing them. You together. have the exact same thing with sriracha on it. Yeah, it's, well, that's, they, that's all it they is. Like be you a spy culture, but right. they're not. But you're a you're you're a subgenre of the same damn stuff. Yeah. You just your curb appeal is probably less because man, some of these hipsters just like you look like you smell. Do you like anybody? No. I don't think he does, but I'm convinced, and I assume that you've never helped build a hipster house because I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I didn't know. I didn't know they bought houses. Oh, they do. I thought it was only that bought like lofts. No, they, they buy houses. Yeah. They buy micro. What is it? Small micro center houses. Oh, micro, tiny houses. Tiny houses. That's not yeah. a house, man. That's a half-ass mobile home. That's like but meth heads in Alabama. Meth heads in Alabama have bigger houses than hipsters. No, probably build those. Yeah. Oh, probably. But yeah, I know they have showers. I didn't say they smelled. They just look like they smell. Oh, they smell. definitely look. I like, think some of them do smell. If there's a, like, you, I roll, you look like you smell like poo. I, I roll it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like your breath smells like dog shit and, and you just smell like B.O. from 18 feet away. There was We were rolling through Little Five the other day and Beth was with me and there was a group crossing the street. And a couple of them had dreads, and I like dreads, but these did not look good. They were not good. They were not good-looking dreads. They looked like homeless dreads. And Beth goes, they look like they smell like shit. (laughs) And I said, I concur. They do look like they smell like shit. So, but, But in the end, if I see a dude with his pants rolled up, arms tattooed, He's got on some sort of anti-establishment T-shirt that two other two hundred other thousand people have the exact same shirt, and each of them mean, paid fifty dollars for. And then, yeah. Oh my God! Don't. That's a whole episode. Don't <laughs> even go there. Yeah. And there's and they're pushing a stroller, and there's a partner, whether it's male, female, whatever. Doesn't matter. They're they are in a partnership of they, variety. They are just as guilty of the American dream as in of following that standard protocol on American dream oh, as yeah. anyone. So I mean, it's I just it's the same idea, just repackaged. Exactly. Well, it's like it's okay. just a, it has a different visual. F- it has a different flair. To it's it. like being an emo I kid. It's MTV, that, but MTV don't exist anymore. It's so. like being an emo kid that listens to Black Sabbath. You're Every, a stoner yeah. that wears black. Yeah. That's it. You're still a stoner that listens to Black Sabbath. You just happen to wear black and want to be depressed. And occasionally you break out and listen to The Cure. No, that's goth kids. They everybody. First of all, everybody likes both of those bands. <laughs> yes, and gonna... both groups wear only black. So really, they're just the same. <laughs> they're not even a subgenre. They're just confused that they're in the same group, but they don't want to know they're in the same group. Yeah. So exactly. could, you, could you imagine Robert Smith? Playing with Tommy Ione, singing Iron Man. God, that would be so good. <laughs> I mean, I've heard him do Purple Haze, so it's interesting. I, I'd I would rather that. hear them doing a Cure song. Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> like the edge or You can hear hear Ozzy singing Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> anyway. So I just I always felt like it was again, it was part of a programming to get you to meet an expectation. Yeah. I and think that's it all it really is. boiled down to. I don't think it had anything to do with, hey man, we want you to do well and we want you to I mean, yeah, I always we make do the, want everybody to be successful, but I, I think no, that we don't. Well, no, we do I want to be personally successful. Well, I, I think, just like I think to it, say that I, I want think everybody it was a, to be And when I say we, I th- I'm talking about the establishment. Yes, yeah, so well, the establishment doesn't want you to be successful. Well, I think it's like when we're talking about the goals in the last episode, it's like, it's all this fallacy. It's like, we want to talk about being successful. We want to talk about goals, but nobody really. We don't want to talk about things that can be measured. Yeah. You know what the irony to me of it is, and I look at it from like the comedy standpoint and all that stuff. For me to be successful in comedy, it goes against what my, what I really want is anonymity. I want successful anonymity, and, and when I say successful, I want sustainable income in an anonymous way. But the, you can't do that in, in stand-up. That's no, not a thing. The, guy, the uh, unknown comic did it. And where is he today? We don't know because we don't know who he is. Where was <laughs> Right, but that's what I'm saying. I'm yet to see him on you know Facebook. Who he, you know who yeah, the, I don't know because he's not on Facebook. No, I mean, he wore the paper he bag wore, over his head. He wore a paper bag over his head and had holes cut out, and he came out, and nobody knew who he was. And nobody and still he, knows who and he is. And he did. I mean, his stuff was pretty funny. Mm. It wasn't legendary, but no. his his gimmick was. Yes. But that's the weird... That's, for me, because I am, I don't... There's so many people that are achieving, that, that want to achieve popularity, stardom, whatever it is, because that's what they're looking for. That's their American dream. Yeah, and if they want that, go for it. They but I get it. And that's what this internal struggle for me is, is it kind of my point in life. And that's what I love about what I do with the construction stuff is I, I have a reputation for the type of work we do and stuff like that. But nobody knows who the hell I am except for when I walk in places that they know me as Jesus, like O'Reilly's and a couple other places because <laughs> I frequent so much it's just easier to call me Jesus. But it's that's not my American. My American dream is just have a good time. Have fun. I, and that's why, again, when Sydney was in school, I would tell her, when you go buy a house, you only need to spend this much. If you can't pay for the house in 10 years, because we're, we program people to, into long term debt, mm-hmm. it's okay to buy a car that you can't pay for unless you get a seven year fucking loan for it. It's okay to buy a house that you can't pay for unless you get a 30 year mortgage. 30 year mortgage. That's like, more than a lifetime for some people. Like most people that get married don't even think they're even if they think, man, well, I'm gonna be married to this person the rest of my life. God, if you said thirty about that if you said thirty years, episode. if you said we're gonna be married the rest of your life and you said, but that's thirty years. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Thirty years. That's a years? long fucking time. But you go, Hey, yeah, we're gonna buy a house and make the payments for thirty years. And then your marriage lasts three. Oh yeah, we right. So them, I think <laughs> drop white flies lately. To me, that's that's kind of what but it I, was. Yeah, I think you're right that the American dream. We get to choose our American dream, but what you said earlier, choose you know choose your own prison, basically. Right. The concept that we were sold was to build your own prison. Yeah, I it think was, it had nothing to do with a dream. It was, it was. Hey man, you got out of school, go get a bunch of debt, buy some shit, get married, have kids, and just keep working, man. Keep keep that social security card close because we're going to be collecting that money. We don't, you know, and that's what I always tell people. I was like, social security card is an inventory number. That's all it really boils down to. Yeah, they know how many active social security numbers hey, are man, out there. They got to keep track of us somehow, especially with, with well, the, except for Equifax, they can't keep track of shit. <laughs> <laughs> sure, they can. <laughs> they know exactly how much data was leaked. Yeah, because they leaked it. <laughs> they know exactly. Like to the to the damn you know megabyte, they know exactly how much oh, was going. Oh yeah, they know. But that well, it, I mean, but I mean, like we keep talking about they. Is this? Are we talking about something that our 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 parents, not like mine in particular, but just like our generation before us and the generation before them keeps. We you, keep passing know, it down, I, but I don't think it's working as well as it used to. I know anymore. the I know the idea of everybody. There's the pressure of getting married and have kids, and that's the whole immortality. You got to keep procreating kind of pressure put on. But it's 
the idea of the American dream and being successful or that trap, so to speak, uh, is that subconsciously ingrained into every generation? No, because I think people before like Vietnam, so you had people World War One, World War Two, and back then it was survive. Yeah. I mean, look at houses. Here's a good indicator. When houses were first built with a bathroom in them, it was just a little bitty bathroom. Why? Because you didn't have to go outside to go to the bathroom. And there was a sink. You didn't have a, a you know, a bowl. You mean you your... still don't have to go outside to go to the bathroom? I Unless do. you're in I San Francisco. I, I, <laughs> Why do you think I have a window in the kitchen? I have walked right out there and peed in the grass before because I didn't want to go upstairs. <laughs> Just don't but, the yellow snow. But I don't think the concept of the white picket fence, even though it that's that's kind of a, a 50s picture, and I think yeah. a lot of that... It's, the a, first, it's symbolism, for Right, sure. the first time that that really came about, I think, was post-World War II, and then, of course, then we entered Vietnam and stuff like that, and then we had the hippie movement and all that, which was counterculture. Oh, yeah. But there was still a lot of that white picket fence, 2.5 kids, and it just kept going. It's just kind of like now... We, we're still in that trap of everybody needs to go to college. Well, no, it's not, but it's the American dream. The dream is... When society know. can't let go of... And I'm not saying you don't need to go to college. There are certain things, if you want to be a brain surgeon, you kind of need to go to college. Technically, you, you it's called to, a neurosurgeon. Well, depends on how fancy you want to be about it. Well, actually... But, Okay, so let's be. <laughs> My more hands tech. aren't quite that steady. After after he goes mansplaining you what a yeah. surgeon is. Well, you can dude, be I can tell you right sense. now, if you're a dude and you use the word mansplaining, you're not a dude. <laughs> you are not. Oh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's that. The mansplaining is is the trump card for I have a vagina, and all automatically that should make me right. That's all the word mansplaining is is for. So uh, you don't have a vagina, mm. so you should shut the fuck up. I got one in a jar back home. Dang. It's also labeled Abby Normal. <laughs> but there, there are certain things you need formal education. But for the most part, a lot of us well, didn't every, need a college All education. the cattle does not need to go well, to college. No. And that's Just, what we've been told. I'm, I'm but little... there's a whole industry that revolves around that because it also gets pumped into our I economy do, I'll, I'll and make stuff an interesting like that. point. Kind of be well, nice I'm, if you finally would. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Can you speak a that little was closer? was an interesting <laughs> point. Thanks for playing. No, about the college idea. Uh, come on, something the other day. I've, I've gone to college and to a technical school. And the one thing I learned from that, you're talking about, oh, everybody's got to go to college. Nobody can find jobs after college. I always learned it's like, if you want to find a job, go to technical school. If you want to get an experience, go to college. Because as soon as I went to technical school, that's like we're here to get you a job. We're not here to yeah. we're not here to make you friends. We're not here to anything else. Bitch, you're in no fraternities at tech school. No, no, but I mean, like, not because you're not there to make friends. And and so that's when people are like you know come on, oh, I should go to college. It's like, what do you want? Do you want an experience? Or do you want to get a job? Would you like how, to waste forty thousand dollars at a just at yeah. a minimum? So how I mean, quickly do you want that? How quickly do you want your American dream? Because the job. We'll get you the money that you can spend to get the stuff, to get your debt and all that stuff. In nine months, I went to a CAD course, got my certification. Twenty years later, I'm still working in that field, of course, but it gave me a job. And and what did it cost? Oh, uh, I I don't know. That was 20 years ago. I mean, probably a few thousand bucks or something Right. compared to college, you know, especially college now. I'll tell you right now, I've been writing checks for Sydney stuff, and it's running between three and four thousand dollars. A pop. What every yeah. four months? So, Give or take. Yeah. So well, I mean and, and while she's she's changed her major and I think she's gonna do nursing and you need a degree for nursing. That's yeah, fine. That's I'm one cool of those with fields. It. But you would go to a also into a nursing school or degree that's actually specialized for that to help you find that well, work. You start you start with your bachelor's and you work yeah. your way into different Well they directions. have so like West Georgia has a actual nursing mm-hmm. program. And that's what she's trying to get into because I think you have to take a test or you have mm-hmm. to do some preliminary stuff to get involved with it. But she's kind of made that conscious decision to move that way because her friend Heather I is think a it's nurse. one of the best. And, it, and I told her, I said, the cool thing about being a nurse, you can go anywhere in the world and get a job. You can go anywhere, and that's a job that that's other than outsourced. being a hairdresser <laughs> will not get outsourced. We will always I, need I, I can tell you right nurses. now, any, 
the people that have used to cut my hair hadn't seen much of anything out of me for about <laughs> yeah. five years. Well, they went out of business because... <laughs> no, she, Beth, Beth goes and sees them, so to say. Oh, okay. And I go see her every now and then just to say hello because <laughs> I like her. She's funny. I've got it ingrown in my ear. Can you trim it up a little bit? <laughs> and then she says, you're crazy. You're so crazy about 50 times when I'm there. But so, yeah, I mean, you, tech school, tech school, you could go to tech school and learn welding in, I think, probably a year. Yeah, it probably, probably cost you like yeah. five grand, 10 grand mm-hmm. at the worst. And then you're going to walk out making 50. And if you're a good welder and you'll, you're willing to travel, you can make six figures, no problem. But, and, no. but you can go to college and yeah. spend 40 grand and, you know. It's a different path. And I'll, I'll say this working in higher ed, that the industry is responding to the fact that the mentality is go get your college degree so that you can be jobless. There's been they the bridging. They have to because the word is out. Yeah, the the word is out, and so there's the bridging of the gap between the job market and colleges and higher ed are starting to sit down at the table and say, what do you need from our students? And so that change is happening now. You don't need a foreign language. No, you don't need a foreign language. And you don't need electives. Those are fun, though. I'm not discounting they're fun, but when you're writing a check for your kid to go take a bullshit elective. No, that is bullshit. I enjoyed archery in college. And bowling. That's when the bowling alley was still open. Actually, I took uh, billiards for one of my uh, PEs. And see, but those those were fun. But but you don't need to pay the full price for those things. Those electives are your social things, the things to make college not feel so painful. Well, as I know we're kind of beating this dead horse. I know my idea of the American dream is not, or I'm not following the path. Being 45, single, got no kid, getting rid of my house that I'm own uh, through a fluke. He's but actually it, trying to crawl back in the womb. <laughs> but I mean, it's like I, I don't understand what the American dream is because to me, I, I feel like you're giving up. If you're, if I saw you once, the wife and kids and picket fence. You're not creative enough. It's just a, it's just. Well, but it's an easy fallback when life throws you a curveball. It's easy just to say, man, I already know what that is. Let me, let me grab that. It's definitely a comfort zone for most people. It is comfort. But I think what it does is it simplifies the race to the finish line for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. That's really all it does is it's a short term, easy attainable goal. Anybody can do it. And it's And once you do it, you're there. (sighs) But for anyone. And you wonder why suicide rates are so high. Only among dentists, but that is a thing, by the way. But that's why, again, like I said, I feel like my brain does not work, obviously, like the norms. We always talk about normies. You know, we were talking. We went to the Piedmont Park Art Festival, and we were like, we're play, we're pretending to be normies. Well, anybody who listens to this is normal on our level. <laughs> Which right. is everybody. <laughs> but I just like I said, I don't we're not normal. I just feel like I don't I don't want to participate that way. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. I don't But it's weird because we're the outcasts kind of. We're the weirdos. Yeah. But I feel like we're the thinkers. God sometimes. I, I feel like we need an anthem. He he <laughs> thinks too hard sometimes, but we we like to think sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So well, anyway. That's that sounds like a good place to wrap this puppy up. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we could just beat the shit out of this horse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God everybody. You goddamn horse, wake up. I just want that's to not how. It. That's not how a dead horse, like you can. Dead you can horses it, don't talk back. They, they do, don't talk but... back. And I don't think it's a wake up situation. <laughs> I don't think that's like, dude, I know you're dead and your soul's hey, left look, your body look, I was, based on common. Look, it wasn't a real horse. It was a homeless guy. I had to kind of kick somebody. Was his name horse or something? <laughs> I don't know. It was his nickname because he'd seen him without his pants. <laughs> I, was, I, I was watching a Loudwire interview with Tom O'Reilly today, and guy said something, and, he's, and Tom O'Reilly asked him if he called him a horse. So it's kind of, anyway, tangent. Tom anyway. <laughs> but, hold on, hold on. Anyway. Anyway. Hold on. Hold on. Anyway. Get closer to Mike. All right, get guys. I, anyway. anyway. <laughs> this, uh, is, this has been our Corey's going to say something about that spoon-licking bullshit something. I don't know. But I think we're going to wrap this up, <laughs> and then I'm going to beat the hell out of Corey. <laughs> you can't beat the hell out of somebody who doesn't believe in it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
anyway. <laughs> All right, guys, you guys go check out the Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash peanut butter and syrup. Uh, go check well, out at our least Twitter. he got the name right. <laughs> <laughs> our Twitter and Instagram is PBN I was dropping the syrup. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, you're probably hearing this on uh, SoundCloud, so you already know where this is. But uh, check out more. Tell us some uh, things you want to hear from us. Or at least something we can poke fun of. Or, or you want Corey just to shut the fuck up and let me and Brian <laughs> have a good time. This is my goddamn podcast. I won't shut the fuck up. You can't make me. I will turn your microphone <laughs> off. I will not be abused by my family anymore. Uh, anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you or hear from you or talk to you next time. All right, then. Bye-bye. <laughs>